Welcome back, everyone. It is After the Checkers. It's episode number like 80 or 82. I don't know exactly where it is. I, I stopped keeping track because it doesn't matter to me anymore. I'm just having fun doing every single episode. And I have uh, maybe, I don't know exactly how to describe you, Mason. This is, it's Mason Aaron's Racing Videos, but his real name, he's he's a Hollywood guy, goes by a fake name, uh, goes by Mason Aaron, but his real name is Mason Eisenzimmer. Uh, and so welcome to the show, man. I am super excited to have you on there and learn a little bit more about you. Thank you. And a uh, great job of pronouncing my last name too. That's not easy to do. Eisenzimmer. Yeah, that is my last name's Hall. So I'm used to really complicated, long names like that. <laughs> exactly. No, that's the announcer in me. Like I, it's, uh, if you say it confidently enough, people will believe it. And, and uh, the worst, as an announcer, the worst thing is to let me continue to pronounce your last name wrong because like, I'm never going to be offended if you have a, a hard name to, to pronounce or even an easy name and I'm doing it wrong. Come and tell me for sure, because I want to make sure I'm getting it right. Like people let me go years and years and years saying the name wrong. And I'm like, what? Like, just tell me. And so, yeah, yeah. One of those things. So let's, but we're not talking about me here, man. This is, this is about you. This is your interview. Uh, you, we're turning the tables on each other here. I get to interview you, and then I, I, I hope that I get to be on your show someday. And Absolutely. So, uh, uh, it's a little weird being on that side of the microphone, though, isn't it? Yes, I, I, I actually kind of enjoy it. It's a lot less work for me if, for the time being. So exactly. I, I enjoy being on this side of the mic. Exactly. So, okay. So tell us about. Uh, let's like. Tell us a, a real quick synopsis of who Mason Eisenzimmer is. Like, what does that guy do for a living? What is his hobbies? What is his, you know, passions? And then let's talk about Mason Aaron, uh, that that other guy that we all know and love. So, so who is Mason Eisenzimmer first? Sure. So I live in Fargo, North Dakota. I work as a remote sensing technician for a drone operation company. And basically that entails creating all these 3D models using drone technology, images, photos, videos, things like that. Uh, outside of work and outside of racing, uh, I like to, well, I shouldn't say I like to, but I do run. I train yeah, for half like marathons that. and full marathons. What? You better yeah. love it then. Holy smokes. I guess I do love it. Yeah. Some days it's just like, eh, I don't really feel like going out for a run, but you know, it's something to help pass the time, helps keep me motivated. That's some, like a real, like a 26.2 marathon kind of thing. Yep, that's wow. correct. I'm actually going to be heading out to San Diego this weekend for a half marathon. That's crazy. Like how, how many have you done? Full marathons. I've done six half marathons, probably 10 or 11 at this point. That's, and is it, is that a new thing for you? Or have you always liked to run or, or like uh, since high school, I always ran or not liked it necessarily, but yeah. Yeah, since high school, I've, I've been more of a runner. Uh, once I got into college, I started doing it more um, outside of just running underneath like a coach or something like that. So I kind of did more for enjoyment. That's God love you, man. That's pretty cool. Like I am. That is not my you can see down here by my double chin that I am. That's that is running and me just don't go together. I don't mind going for a walk, but I hate running. I hate running. And so. 
Okay, so that's Mason Eisenzimmer. Now tell us about Mason Aaron, uh, the the race car video nut. So tell, oh, us, gosh. tell us about that guy. Yeah, I have to. This is I have to think about this a little bit more. Uh, basically, what I do is I go around to pretty much any track in the Upper Midwest, whether it's North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, even in Wisconsin, you name it. I go and take video in the pits and the stands of the races. I do get interviews, onboard cameras. I've been dabbling more and more into um, podcasting a little bit. So it's kind of all hands on deck video experience racing wise. Yeah, I love it. Like I've been watching a little bit of your stuff and it's, I love, especially I'm a, a long time ago, I thought someone needs to do a channel like Dirt Race Central that is, that is exclusively in car. Like, I, I don't want any out of, like, I don't want from the grandstands. I don't want from the infield up high, down low, just in car, like in car or something. I don't know what the name of it would be, but I think that would be so cool to have that. And that a lot of what your stuff is, is exactly that. And so, um, so I have a question on that is like, I would imagine like you, I don't know, like you and I have never met in person to my knowledge. Anyways, I don't think we've ever met in person. Um, a lot of times as I'm doing these interviews, the first time I ever talked to somebody is 10 minutes before, just exactly like you, we talked for 10 minutes before we hit record. Um, I would imagine yours is the same. Like, how do you go about asking or getting a car, a camera into someone's car? Like, do you arrange that before the races? Or do you just walk around with a duffel bag full of GoPros saying, hey, can I put my camera in your car? It is a combination of both. Typically, people will kind of message me saying like, hey, if you ever want to put a camera on my car, go for it. I'm like, you know, wherever we meet up at a racetrack. Sometimes if I don't have anyone that's like requested beforehand, I'll kind of just go around and see if anyone would be interested. And I've I kind of refined the process of that a little bit as I've gone along the last couple of years, like. I typically put them on after the heat race, because if I put them on before the heat race and something were to happen, like right. again, in a wreck or mechanical trouble, and then it's like, well, now I got to scramble a little bit. And then it also helps save on the battery aspect too. So yeah. it, um, it's, it's a process, but yeah, uh, people are typically uh, open wherever to put, put a camera on their car. Do you get many people that just flat out tell you no? Oh yeah. There's definitely a few people that are superstitious on GoPros in the car and things like that. There's, there's actually a growing crowd. It seems like that think that my cameras have a curse on them, which is complete baloney. <laughs> You're like but, the, uh, the cover of uh, the sports illustrated or whatever the uh, uh, Madden curse or something like that. Like, are you, it, that's yeah. no way that's true. I see. I think the problem is like, if they don't win, they think it's a curse. And it's like, well, no, I mean, you could have a good top three, top five run and still have some super good footage. And yeah, I was like, well, I didn't win. So it's a curse. It's like, no, it's not it. That's not a, like, maybe it's because you're thinking about the camera while you're driving. Like that's maybe like, you're not supposed to be doing that kind of thing, but huh? Well, that's, that's, uh, that's interesting. There's the, the Mason Aaron curse. That's, there's no way that that's a real thing, but Oh, believe me, it's good. That's going to gain some steam this year. I can already feel it. <laughs> well, I hope not because we, we want to see more in-car camera stuff. That's you can steal my idea. Like you absolutely can steal my, just have a whole channel. That's just in-car camera 
like the raw footage even like we were before we hit record uh mason and i were talking about how we both we don't like doing editing like it's editing is the worst i hate doing that part of it but it is a necessary part of it so um uh yours is far far more complicated than mine mine is is the bare minimum yours are super professional look like your videos look so the word i come up with is finished like they just look super finished and professional and and uh i feel like mine compared to yours are thrown together in two minutes kind of thing which they're not but just need to step my game up to hang with you man so that's awesome <laughs> Um, so how long, like how long has Mason Aaron's racing videos existed? Like how long has that been around? I'd say since 2013, I grew up on the Western side of North Dakota. So really in IMCA country. And so once I started traveling a little bit, it took me a few years to kind of travel outside of my home track or two. And then once I went to college in Fargo, uh, then I started to get, get out and venture out a little bit and yeah. get to know a lot more people. And then it's just like, people start watching like one video from one track and it's just like, when I show up at their track and it's like, oh yeah, you're the video you're guy. guy. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I've never met you in my life, but yes, that's me. <laughs> I am that guy. Yeah. No, I get a little bit of that. Just, just like that much of it where a handful of people have recognized me like as a if I'm not at my tracks, you know, like the tracks where I'm always at kind of thing and I'm somewhere else and you can see him pointing or whatever kind of thing. And so, which is a, that's a, that's, I like that feeling. Like that's a good thing to be known as that guy or whatever kind of thing. So what, what was the initial, like what attracted you to it? Like, is it, is it the racing and, and that's where you're putting the cameras is the byproduct or was it cameras first and you needed to, find a spot to put the cameras like which came first Whew, that, that's a good question i think i didn't really intend on getting into the video realm at all like i think when youtube was starting to come out like i wanted to go on and watch like any racing video that i could find and i couldn't find any video of my local tracks and then i was like well mess around a little bit kind of just take video for myself and then you know one person sees that and they're like Hey, that's really cool. I mean, it was the only thing out there. So it's yeah. just like everyone gravitated to it. And so it's like, I, it was more of like, okay, well now that the first few clips are out there, I might as well continue on with it and see where it goes from there. So, so it was a, a, a love of racing first. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So where does that come from? Like, is that, you just saw it on TV or something and loved it, or is there a family connection to racing? Well, I did have a late uncle that raced uh, back in the 70s, and then my mom pitted for him during that time. Nice. And basically, my parents took me to the track every every weekend as a, as a kid. So I, I grew up going to the racetrack every single awesome. summer. Awesome. It's We need to find a way, uh, and, and I think shows like you and I do are, are part of that, not exclusively, but part of that. We, we need to find a way to, to ensure that 10, 20, 15, you know, whatever years from now that, that people say, yeah, I grew up going to the track and it's, we, we need to get more young people, more 10, 12, 15 year olds at the racetrack for some reason, so that they fall in love with it. So that 
10 years from now, they're race car drivers that have been racing for 10 years kind of a thing. I think there's, I think it's important for the future of our sport to, to have that exact, what you just said is my parents, we went to the racetrack all the time stories uh, to get, to get people going kind of a thing, you know, I think that's important. So. Absolutely. So what is your, um, I don't know if, if it's goal or what is the, what is the hope with your videos? Is it, are you just doing them for fun or is there a, is there a direction with, with your, with the stuff that you're doing? Is there a, is there a, an intended consequence to it at the end? I think initially it started out as more being just for fun, but the last couple of years and with how much I've traveled, I've kind of made it a directional point to make it so that everyone feels included at the racetrack or everyone feels part of the racing community, whether you're a race car driver, a fan, crew member, you know, announcers, uh, everyone's included. And so I wanted to make it so that everyone feels welcome and that they're excited to go to the track every single week. Yeah, no, that is that's exactly me. Like, I don't say it as eloquent as you, but I, I always say that this podcast is, or whatever this is, video show podcast, uh, is about the personalities. So not, not drivers, the personalities around dirt track racing. And, and there's a lot of personalities. There's you, for example, you're, you're not, although you have driven, uh, uh, um, uh, see, I did my research on you. Uh, uh, there's, there's, uh, it's, it's important obviously to have the drivers because they're the, they're the stars of our sport, but they're certainly not all of the sport. There's, there's guys like you and me, there's, there's announcers, there's flagman, there's people working in the, in the concession, there's promoters, there's the guy watering the track. There's the guy out selling billboard space, all of those people in all I've tried. That's the inclusive part of my show is I try to have all of those people onto my show to kind of paint the picture of dirt track racing, you know, the whole, the whole picture of dirt track racing, you know, and, and not just the guy that, that gets all of the girls anyways, because he, you know, takes his helmet off and his hair is flowing and that kind of a thing, you know? And so it's, uh, yeah, fun stuff. I love that part of it. So, um, what's my next question for you? Um, you're from, you're from Minot, right? Originally from Minot. Yeah. That's where you grew up. And now you're on the other side of North Dakota in, in Fargo. Yep. Um, so when, when will you be moving across the border into Minnesota then <laughs> just working your way East? Nah, that's don't do that. There's like, stay, stay in the state where you're at. Tax law. Uh, that's what I've been told. I've, I've been recommended to kind of stay where I'm at. A hundred percent. You should stay where you're at. Like there's, there's a line right there where the taxes change and it's better on your side than on my side. That's for damn sure. So, yep. um, and you're, you're, can we talk about how old you are? Because I, I, I was very mistaken when I, like, I joked, I thought he was 14 years old is what I said, which isn't true. But I, I didn't think the answer that you said, I wouldn't have guessed anywhere near that. I would have thought 20, 21, maybe. And you said 29, 29 years old. This dude is like, like, this is, 
there's some sort of magical skincare routine that you got that's that's just keeping you looking young, man. That's awesome. So uh it's all that uh, running. It maybe is the running, exactly. Like that's maybe it maybe it's worth going out and getting hot and sweaty every now and then. Although <laughs> like I don't know that I've run a collective 13 or 26 miles in my life. Like that is that's I hate running. Actually, in high school, which was a long like I graduated high school before you were born. And so that's how long ago it was. But in high school, I actually did a triathlon, but it was like a, a high school triathlon. So it was like a seven mile run and a 50 mile bike and a, a half a mile swim, not in that order. But um, so I was in shape at one point in my life, but now, now the saying, I wish I was as fat as I was the first time I thought I was too fat. That's a real saying in my life. So, <laughs> but Okay, so we go on to uh, the Rascal Aluminum rapid fire questions, and uh, and Mason said that he 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 was trying to pre-think of the questions that I would be asking him. That's you're not gonna guess. Like I don't even know typically until, and they're not necessarily directed at any one person, kind of thing. Like I just come up with random questions, kind of thing. So, anyways, Rascal Aluminum, big supporter of my show. Um, look them up on Facebook for the drivers out there that are putting cars together. Maybe you want to have an extra body for a special or something like that. Go talk to them now before everybody's out of aluminum and it's skyrocketing prices. They are stocked and ready to go right now. Uh, Rascal Aluminum, find them on Facebook, hook them up. Rob or Abby, they're the ones to talk to. So um, question number one for you, Mason. What is, and so I told you there's two where you're going to have to tap dance a little bit. This is, this is number one. Uh, what is your absolute favorite racetrack to watch racing at? To watch racing. I'd say I-94 sure step speedway. God, I, I, I am right there with you. I love going to Fergus Falls because the, the track is down below you. Like everybody has an up above the track, like front row of the grandstands, you're still above the track and it's all nice and manicured in the middle. Like the grass is all nice and even, and the wall is painted. It is. I love that track. Yeah. That's, it's gotta, it's at the top of my list every time. I love going there whenever I can. Yeah, no, that's cool. Okay. Great answer. Didn't even think about you. Like you just threw it out there. That means you just <laughs> pissed off all of the other tracks that you go to on a regular basis. Like how come I'm not your favorite track, Mason? So uh, this is another one of those same kind of questions where you maybe have to tap dance a little bit, or maybe there's an answer just right off. Who is your best racing? So think about racing family. Who's your best racing friend? Oh, goodness. I know that's um, a hard question, isn't it? Yeah, that would be tough. Um, can I have more than one? Of course, yeah. So I have three friends. They're over in the Bismarck Mandant area. Um, they're named John, Jessup, and Becca. And they one well, two of them are announcers over there, and then the other one kind of runs the camera for their track. And I consider those three of my best friends in, awesome. in racing, especially. We actually just started a podcast together this year. Perfect. Perfect. I think I may have uh, uh, seen a promo video as I as I was doing my research for you guys. I I saw a promo video for that. Mm -hmm. Did I? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's four people all doing the podcast at the same time. 
Yeah, I think it's cool because we all, I wanted to gear it more toward from a fan perspective talking yeah. about racing. And so I thought having us four and we, we have such great conversations on and off the track and we don't even have to be at the same track. We always just are messaging each other, just yeah. talking about the, what's the action at the track and just what we think of it. Well, and I was going to say, if they're that far away, I mean, that is like the other side of the state, isn't it? Yeah, it's about two and a half hours from where I'm at. That's not um, so bad, I typically yeah. go over there frequently anyway. And so it works out that we meet up with, with one another. Actually, I stay at their their houses too. They, they're they're nice enough to let me lounge at their place. Crash down. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, well, that's very good then. So uh, question number three, and this is, this is a make you think this is um, uh, all of like a whole bunch of these questions, thought provoking questions came from, uh, I recently took an airplane trip and got delayed in the airport, like so many of us do. Uh, and I had, I had, I'll show you the book. I had this cool little book here right with me with my logo and my race number and my race team on it. And, and I pulled it out and started just writing down questions, like literally sitting in the airport, looking out at people. This is one of those questions that I come up with is what would the title of your movie be called the movie about Mason Aaron racing video or Mason Eisenzimmer doesn't matter what's the title of the movie that's about you oh gosh <laughs> it's a tough question isn't it yeah I would say well probably something like welcome to the longest race season or something like that <laughs> that would be cool like the longest season that yeah. would, that's a great title movie or movie title. See, I love how quick people think on their feet. Like I throw these questions out and then I, I ponder them myself. And I think, what would the answer to that be? Like, and I, I have a hard time coming up with the answer to those questions that I asked. And then be, like, guys, the longest season that's. Yeah. Cause I, I think I went to, I want to say it was like 94 races last year. Wow. That is so cool. There's, there's only a few people that I know that get those kinds of numbers and, and 100 is always their goal. Like is the, that's sort of the magic number. If you can get to a hundred, a hundred different events, that's pretty spectacular. I actually interviewed a guy, um, Randy Lewis. Do you, have you ever heard of Randy Lewis? Do you know him? I don't think so. So Randy Lewis is the is the world's record holder for the most individual racetracks visited worldwide. Um, and he's, he's knocking on the door of like 3000 individual racetracks visited in his lifetime. Um, and for a long time, he was like 150 to 200 tracks a year. So you think about that, that's four nights a week year round. And, and, but he goes worldwide, like he'll, he'll be in Italy one night and then he'll be in, in Alabama the next night because there was races on back-to-back -back nights and he needed to see those tracks. I mean, it's just crazy how he does oh, it. Man. So yeah, it's, it's weird, but, um, so that was that one. Um, this is another one of those thought provoking questions that I'm super curious, a guy in your position this had to have happened and, and, and feel free to expand on this. So what act of kindness was shown to you at one point that you will never forget? 
Hmm. Okay, so I'm going to go flashback to 2011, actually. So being from Minot, uh, we had a major flood roll through and basically decimated like the entire valley of that entire city. And so one of my, my house was in that valley and we had a multi-story house and it was like probably eight, nine, 10 feet underwater. And um, oh. one of one of my big things is I love collecting driver cards, driver pictures. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have cards from when I was like two or three years old and I still collect them to this day. I have like a huge box of cards. And so I had left those in the house and I was really bummed that I had lost them. And so um, a lot of the drivers from like the Western part of the state and the Eastern part of the state uh, sent me a whole bunch of pictures to kind of start up that collection and kind of build upon it um thankfully like i didn't lose anything because the water probably was like i want to say like this far away from crossing the the last step to get to the second floor where my stuff was and so um that was definitely something i won't ever forget that is pretty awesome like so so someone found out about that and then just started and like so you got i would imagine a big influx of driver cards that you would have never gotten anyways because you wouldn't have been at that track to get them. Right. Yeah. There was um there was a, one of the sprint car drivers that was out there. It kind of reached out to some of the sprint car groups he was part of. And so I was getting like shirts from California, cars oh, from like Pennsylvania. It was it was insane. That's pretty cool. That's yeah, I still have all of them to this day. You at yeah, absolutely. That's a cool thing. I used to do uh at a track that I announced at um it had a very large announcer's area up front it, it like on the top of all of it it was just a huge huge room and on the kids nights you know obviously everybody has their hero card and stuff like that and I would I would either send my kids or as I was down interviewing people I would always grab one of their cards and all the way around the walls I had it was like like the hall of fame almost of the drivers that are at my track kind of a thing and it it I just had them taped up it wasn't like uh you know, in frames or anything like that. I probably should have. It would have been cool to see over the years how, you know, the 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 wraps on the cars are, you know, way back when there was no wraps on cars. It was a the paint job on a car kind of a thing. Yep. Um, and so it was, um, it would have been smart to keep them all in a little better shape than I did. But they, it was, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of cool to see. And then when people would come up to the tower, there would be all of these cards and they would always think that that was pretty cool. And I always thought that it was pretty cool too. So, but yep. very cool. So last question in the rascal aluminum, pay it forward question. And this was, I told you before, if you, there's one question, then if you get it right, I will be stunned. This is that question is uh, what is a group of elephants called? No, <laughs> no way. Oh man. Uh, I, I got nothing. Um, I don't know. I, I was just, just to, just to be clever, I'll just say a trunk of elephants. Oh, that would have been smart. That would have been really like, if they would have named it that, that would have been good. Um, I would have said a herd, like a herd of elephants, right? Like a herd mm-hmm. of like anything on four legs. I automatically just think of that as a herd, but it's never a herd. So a group of elephants is called a parade. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of that before. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, there's all sorts of, like I have uh, in my little odd questions section of my notes, 
I, I thought this would be a, a fun, odd question that has nothing to do with anything. And uh, Cole Searing, who that show is actually airing tonight um, in, in real time, like you won't see. If you're watching this video, it happened weeks ago. Uh, but Cole Searing's wife, uh, his, the question I asked him is, what's a group of jellyfish called? And, uh, and from like over here, like I heard, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, what? And he's like, it's not that. And it was a smack of, oh. it's a smack of jellyfish. And, and uh, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, smack of jellyfish, I think. And so she knew it. I'm like, holy smokes, that's crazy. So, cause who the hell wow. knows that? Unless you study jellyfish for a living, nobody knows that it's a smack of jellyfish. Like who, like, why would you know that? But I was saying, uh, how, how often do we come across a parade of elephants in our lives? Yeah. Yeah. There's, or, or that exactly. I, and I would have called it a herd. Like uh, the only one that I know for sure is a, it's a gaggle of geese and it's a murder of crows. <laughs> I got a funny story on that, that murder of crows. So I actually, well, I have a few friends now that their last name is Krog. Oh, or oh, yeah. like it pr- like pronounced crow. So I have, um, I had a friend in college and her last name was crow. And one of my friends took a Snapchat and sent it to everyone. It's like, it, it was just her by herself. And he, he just types in the caption attempted murder. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a cerebral joke though. You have to, you have to know a little something to get that joke. And I love those jokes. Oh man. It, so, those are clever. The clever is exactly the right word. So Okay, so last section here, uh, Mason, is the pay it forward question, where my last guest asks you a question, and you get to ask my next guest a question. And so um, my last guest was a guy by the name of Brandon Kopp, who I think you'll know the name. I don't know if you know the guy or not, yeah. um, uh, but you'll, you'll definitely know, know the name for sure. Um, he is the modified rookie of the year. In the, in the interview, we, in my research for him, the dude got third place in the nation last year and it kind of got lost in all of the hoopla between Shane Sabraski and Tyler Peterson, you know, battling down to literally the last lap of the last race for the national championship. And here's old, you know, rookie sensation, Brandon Kopp got third place in the nation in the modified class. And at least I didn't know it until (laughs) I was doing my research kind of thing. So yeah, um, so that's a good brand, point. Yeah, it's it's see, it's why we do the show so that people know the hard hitting facts about stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brandon's question for you was this: Is when does he get to have a Mason Aaron video all about him? Oh, that's a good question. So it, honestly, it depends on how much I see him this year. I know he likes to travel a bit. I know this year is probably going to be. A little bit harder on travel yeah but now, now that he he kind of put that bug in my ear he'll, he'll get some good pitch shots and i'll, I'll get something together for him get for this upcoming season yeah yeah you'll have to go all the way across minnesota to because i think his i think his sort of regular tracks are ashland which is like a long ways from you Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, a superior, you know, uh, superior Wisconsin, the Gondek yep. law speedway, and then Proctor, Minnesota, which is all, all on the complete wrong side of the state for you, but that's, and uh, those are all tracks I've never been to yet. Oh, so that's the perfect swing to come out and do all like take a weekend. Cause that is a, 
I'm almost positive that's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Those are Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So you could take a long weekend and and go get all three. And there, I've been to all three of those tracks, and all three of those tracks are absolutely fun to watch racing on. Like they're not uh like you've been to tracks where it's like, this is just not exciting. Like there's like I haven't seen a pass all night, and it in none of those tracks are like that whatsoever. They're just in particular superior, like the Gondic law speedway is this real long straightaways. And, and what I think anyways, is like pretty tight corners. And, uh, and so it's a, it's a driver track and, and, uh, it's fun to watch racing there. So, but, okay. So my, my next guest is, um, a born again, rookie driver. And so, a very experienced, very accomplished driver who took a year off, had a baby, made a whole nother human being, and is now coming back to racing this year. And her name is Mackenzie Michelson. Okay. So, do you know Mackenzie? I do know Mackenzie, yeah. Except for everyone calls her Kenzie. And so, um, so what is your question for her? I'll have to think about this for a second. Yeah. I, I do remember seeing Mackenzie uh, uh, several times at the track last year. And yeah, I, I was, kind of, I was always, I was kind of bummed when she was taking a year off. I'm like, yeah, it makes sense too. Yeah. You can't, can't race with a baby in you. I don't think. And so you shouldn't anyways. It's true. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I guess the a question I would have for Mackenzie is, does she have a bet with Ryan on how or who on who's going to get more feature wins or more top fives or top tens? Oh, this is a I like this. We're if they if they don't, we're going to get one going for damn sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there a? This is we can have some fun with that that question between Ryan and her. I love it. That's a great question. That's a great question, man. Cause I, there has to be right. Like, Oh yeah. You want the other to do good and they can like, they're in different classes. Now Ryan's in a late model. She's in a mod. And so like, let's go like win every race every week, but like there's, there absolutely needs to be some sort of a, a fun payoff at the end of the year, who gets more wins or top fives or whatever it is kind of thing. I like how you think, man. Yeah. And then it's got to be like a dunk tank or like, like uh, color your hair or something like that. It would be some fun like that where it can be on, on a YouTube video or a Facebook video, or maybe we can have a collaboration and they can both come on our shows and like, do the payoff at the end of the year. I, I like this idea. So I say I, they're both pretty fun and interactive people. I could see yeah, them they doing are. something like that. I could. Yeah. We're going to start some stuff. We're going to start some marital riff going on at the racetrack. So she's going to be over like behind his car, lowering tire pressures. So he can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be funny. Little, I, that would be fun to do. So, mm-hmm. um, Man, I, I, I'm super happy that I reached out to you and, and had you on the show and, uh, I, I have your number now. So I will, if you're ever 
out east and if i'm ever out west i will absolutely look you up and we'll go sit in a in the grandstands together and and uh and watch some racing absolutely i'm definitely gonna be over in your neck of the woods i know that perfect for what uh street stock tour and rebel midwest mod tour here's the good news buddy is um at my track uh i'm forgetting the exact date but the one and only time all season long you can watch those two the the street stock tour the rebel tour and the a mod tour are all at my track on the same night oh boy oh i'm definitely taking that monday off (laughs) yeah yeah that's a good idea and so yeah i'm super excited about that and uh just there and then i think the hornets are there that night as well so there's just four classes but i think that'll be it has a real good chance of being our biggest car count all season long and it'll be for sure the best racing all season. like i just i i love all of the tours and that's going to be a special night i told people you need to circle this circle that date on your calendar to get now i feel like i need to tell you (laughs) it's um what is the it's not that's too far may june i know it's in july at some point uh yes it is the july 10th race is it yeah it's the july 10th race and so yeah circle july 10th on your calendar and everyone that's watching this needs to be in granite city watching that race so um and maybe you know what i can do maybe you can come up and co-announce one or two of those would you do that oh yeah that yeah. that'd be a good time do you do you like are you mike shy obviously you're not camera shy or would you would you do that in front of a crowd oh yeah i yeah. i actually announced a little bit over in uh dakota speedway in mandan last year at their season finale so yeah definitely would be up to doing that for a couple of those deal yeah let's let's do this we can co-announce a little bit so um man i think i could talk to you for hours but we should probably cut it short so people can uh, get off the toilet and go get some work done (laughs) yes very much so (laughs) all right man thank you so much we'll chat with you later yep thanks for having me you bet